Hello and welcome back to the Examined Fandom. Since the last episode, a major development has happened in the NBA. The Los, Angeles, the Los Angeles Clippers pull off a monster trade involving way too many unprotected picks for two years of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard signed on for three years. Included in this little transaction is Kawhi Leonard basically trolling the Lakers and yeah. make, making uh, just making them look like fools. Uh, the Clippers traded for Paul George from the Thunder and they sent over uh, three players, Gallinari and, or no, two players, Gallinari and Gilgis Alexander and four first round picks unprotected, two swaps and one protected pick. Don't try to figure out which ones are protected, which ones are swaps, which ones are protected. It's not worth it. They're going to change it anyway. Because they always do. So, how does this change the landscape of the NBA? Uh, are the Clippers the odds-on favorites? The NBA champions? To be NBA champions? I don't know about NBA champion, but in my personal opinion, I think uh, they're definitely the team to beat in the West. I, I definitely see them coming out of the West. And I don't see how anybody could say that the Lakers can compete with this team because it's already a better depth and better star players. So what is there to worry about? Because we all know that LeBron James can't do anything against Kawhi Leonard and that Anthony Davis is big unknown. Well, so is Paul George, I guess. But it, it's a huge... I, I, I'd say in that the Kawhi Leonard... And Paul George duo is probably going to be, I don't know if it's going to be more dynamic, but it's going to be more solid defensively. And I don't think that they'll ever gonna have, they're ever going to have to worry about any sort of plot twists or narratives that happen when something goes wrong. Yeah, there's no, I don't see much drama happening with these two on the team. Yeah, they're, they're very drama-free players, but you never know yeah. if, if they... The, the, I bet that the media is going to try to create something. We'll see. But if they want to create something, then just go drink from the well of the Los Angeles Lakers, who exactly. went ahead and they signed... got the Lakers and yeah, Boston and Philadelphia. Yeah. So just go, go drink from the well of really terrible Los Angeles Laker basketball, which will include Boogie Cousins and Danny Green, as well as... Rajon Rondo. Now, Rondo returns. Is this does this sound like a fun team to you? <laughs> I, it's, it sounds like uh, they might have some chemistry issues to work out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see some Los Angeles Lakers basketball, and you know that the media are looking their chops. This is they're they're going to be starting running stories about how there's dissent between Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins without them actually ever having to practice. Like, I'm sure if you were going to go to Google some, some sort of article about the Lakers' chemistry issues, you'd find something. I mean, this is, this is already there. So, the Clippers so, are the better team in Los Angeles, and I think they're going to come out of the, the West pretty easily, right. actually. Do you think the NBA is uh, now more balanced? Is there is there a true super team now in the NBA? 
Well, I don't know if they... We, we, we thought there was a true super team last year, but we were wrong. So, yeah, I, I don't think there is really a, a team that could... That's unbeatable. But, I, well, we'll see how the Clippers do together. But that is a really good combo right there. Plus, one of the best benches... The best bench in the NBA. Yeah, if you have two six-men-of-the-year finalists, you have a good bench, and they still have other good bench players. So, I don't know if... I don't know if the Clippers will ever will ever relent. Because they're going to have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard on the floor at all times, at least one of them, probably. And then they got the six-men-of-the-year, solid starting... Oh, wow. um, yeah, I think that's definitely a recipe to be a super team. Uh, it's kind of the Clipper. That was actually the Golden State Warriors philosophy, is to have two really good players. Well, if you count John Green was really good, but you just have superstars, and then you just fill up with a rock solid bench, and then get up and go. So I, I think the Clippers are the closest thing that could happen to a super team. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I think it's pretty pretty well spread out. And the I, Clippers, I think it's going to be, be a good year in the NBA. Yeah, um, out east, you could say maybe the Sixers are a super team insofar as that they have way too many guys making $100 million, having signed $100 million contracts. If you want to make that argument, then yes, the Sixers are a super team, but they're no guarantee for the... For the to, to win the East. So, yeah. it, it's not really super. Alright. Moving on to other topics of the NBA. Um, how long did it take Zion, Zion Williamson to get injured? I believe he got injured in his first summer league game after only playing seven minutes. Seven, eight, nine. Seven, seven nine minutes, I think it was. Yeah. So, first of many... Let's all celebrate this the next Joel Embiid, as you like to say, Daniel. He is like he already has two two knee injuries, and he hasn't even played a real NBA game yet. Do you think he should have gone to the NFL? <laughs> is he a footballer? Yeah, I think he'd be a better defensive tackle, and it's going to be an NBA player. I mean, he could be an all-decade NFL player if he wanted to. And I think he'd get uh, his million dollar con hundred million dollar contracts. He would be, yeah, at least as good as JJ Watt, I think. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe he'll do that after he gets uh, sidelined after another knee injury. Yeah, we've already got four years of basketball, NBA basketball. He just signed on to plus another one, and so. I, you probably figure that someone's going to give him a massive contract no matter what happens after his rookie deal is up. So, I think right now yeah. for Zion, he's in the right place as far as in the short term uh, monetary sense. But I think the NFL might have been a better career because he doesn't have to jump up really high and then land on his knees the whole time. All right. But uh, that all happened in the Summer League. So, the question about the Summer League is who cares? Do you? I don't. Should anyone? Uh, I, I don't. I've never met a person who cared about the summer league. Well, no, you don't. You don't get people who actually care about the summer league per se, per in itself. But you get nitwits who think that it means something.
which is even worse. Because, yeah. like, you can at least appreciate someone rooting for their team, but you can't appreciate someone who thinks that yeah. because someone did well in the Summer League, they're the next just, thing in the NBA. Yeah, just because the Grizzlies won the Summer League doesn't mean that Grizzlies are going to win the NBA Finals. Oh, did they really? I don't know. Yeah, well... Uh, I believe they did. Well, with what players? I mean, are all of them going to be All-Stars? You would expect, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, probably not. All right. After after the summer league was over, maybe it was just as it was ending, the uh, Rus- Russell Westbrook was shipped off to Houston, where Oklahoma City th- fans will now show their medal. Were they actually hardened-hating uh, OKC fans, or were they just Westbrook fans? We'll see about that, but... Um, here's the way I see it. You have two older point guards who make way too much money who were swapped. Is there anything else that we need to know about this deal? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. There is a couple unpro- top four protected pick given to Oklahoma City in 2024 or so. So Oklahoma City is getting three years of Chris Paul. They're going to be yep. paying Chris Paul about $44 million when he's 37. $44 million. And the player option still, right? Yeah, so that's the, that's the player option that he's already opted in to, and as far as for all practical purposes. So you've got three years of a $40 million always injured Chris Paul III. And um, apparently... The Thunder were trying to trade him after they traded uh, for him. They're going to try to trade him now, but um, guess what? What? No one wants him. The Thunder are trying to get rid of uh, Chris Paul? Yeah, they're trying to get rid of Chris Paul and no one wants him because... We <laughs> I did not hear that. No. I so, heard that they might try to buy him out. I don't know if they could do that. That would be pretty dumb because you'd have to pay his salary over like five years, I think. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be lame. All right. Uh, well, looks like they're they're stuck with them then. Yeah, they're stuck. They're stuck all right. And and the Rockets got the got that piece they were missing for a championship in Russell Westbrook. Yes, the uh, older point guard who is the questionable in the playoffs, who might make the Rockets look good on paper. That's what they were missing. Oh, wait, they already had that. His name was Chris Paul. <laughs> All right. And so. now they have uh, Russell Westbrook, I guess. Yeah, a more dynamic Chris Paul. That's basically what Russell Westbrook is. I don't see this as anything more than a publicity stunt that they're doing just to keep the fans happy after they basically prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they will never win a championship with James Harden last year. So now they're just getting Russell Westbrook. So it seems like they're trying to start over or trying to go at it back and go back at it. But I, I don't see this happening. I don't, I don't see how this, their offense is going to work. I don't see how Westbrook fits in with their offense at all. Well, I guess you're just going to have James Harden playing Steph Curry style just uh, – Getting a couple back screens and having Russell Westbrook chuck it out to him in the corner. That's going to be pretty fun. 
but he would never do that because that requires running. So yeah, the yeah the Rockets are gonna be a lot of fun to watch for the wrong reasons, just like the Lakers. Shifting gears here, Justin Verlander made a very interesting claim. He said that Rawlings, which is owned by the MLB, is fixing the baseballs to create more home runs, making the baseballs more hittable, making them pop off the bat faster. Well, does this burn water? Does hold water? Does this argument hold water? I'm. I think. I think he might be onto something here. You know, home runs are way up this year. I mean, you watch some of these games and the home runs that are hit. And it's just been so many high-scoring games this year. Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that. You know, he's completely right. But I don't know. I feel like he. He's definitely onto something here because. Some of these games are ridiculous. Like, it seems every game in Colorado, there's like 19 runs being scored, you know? For sure. Uh, but what he did say, when he was interrogated during the All-Star game, he said, oh, well, you know, we're all playing with the same baseball, so it's all okay. I guess we can all work together. And he said something that did not really make any sense. He, because He kind of gave a non-answer to the question, yeah. Yeah. Either way, speaking of the All-Star game, um... I have some suspicions about that eighth inning that featured a couple of walks and then a shortstop, an MLB shortstop, the Yankees shortstop, no less, just completely mistiming, misjudging, a little looping line drive so that the National League could score a couple runs. And then they just let a double steal happen. They just let a double steal happen. It had nothing to do with the fact that they wanted a close, exciting ending. But they just happened to completely screw up so that the National League could get back into the game. I don't know. That seems a little suspicious to me. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, okay. American League wins. And then, I don't know. They might, they might have just thrown some in there just to make the game more uh, exciting. Because up to that point, the National League was doing nothing. Yeah. Oh, very important thing, we'll have we'll have everybody vote on social media. Uh, I made a bet with Daniel here. I said that Javier Baez would strike out every at bat. So what happened, Daniel? He um he struck out his first at bat and his second at bat he flew out to shower left, I believe. Actually he flew out to the infield at the shortstop, who was a couple steps in the in the grass, so it was more than a couple steps, no, and that's the layout field. No, it wasn't an infield pop fly. Either way, I'm not paying up if it's going to be a lame pop fly. Not makes it like contact. Whatever. He was even swinging in the first pitch or something. Second pitch. Said he wouldn't strike out because he knew that I was right. If he actually were if he were to have tried to have made it a real at bat, he would have struck out. So he just struck it, uh, swung in a bad pitch and get a, got a pop fly. So it's going to be up to you guys to decide if whether or not I have to pay up. Um, please choose wisely. Alrighty. <laughs> Since it is after the All-Star break, with the MLB final trade deadline in just two weeks, let's take a look at the standings and what's going on in baseball. Alright, here we go. 
In the American League East, we have Baltimore and Toronto. Boston, Yankees. Yeah, well, Tampa Baltimore and Toronto are completely out of it. We don't need to yep. talk about them at all. Uh, Boston is kind What's of... What's going on with Boston? What's going on in Boston? Well, here's the thing. The MLB is extremely hard to repeat in. It's one of the... I think it's probably the most difficult sport to repeat as a World Series champion. So I don't know if I would expect the Red Sox to be able to go to win the championship again, but I think they'll sneak in as, as, uh, with the play um, as a wild card. As a wild card, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, come on, they're, they're four games behind Tampa Bay right now. Well, Tampa Bay is the first team, so second, the Yankees are ahead of Tampa Bay. Not in the wild card standings. Oh, in the wild card. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I think they'll make the wild card, but that's just the yeah. So the Red Sox will make the wild card, as will Tampa Bay, in my opinion. I think Tampa Bay is doing just fine. They got a lot of great names. Just take a look at some of this. They got G-Man Choi, Kevin Kiermeyer, Tyler Glasnow, Tommy Pham, Matt Duffy. I mean, you can't lose with these kinds of names. Yeah, the Tampa Tampa Bay was close last year, and I think they're going to make it this year. Yeah. Right. Yankees. Yankees. It's... Okay, here's the thing with the Yankees. We all know they're good. We do not need to see articles saying the Yankees need more reinforcements. Okay? Right. <laughs> Nevertheless, I guess... There's because there's so many Yankee fans. The, the 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 media sites are gonna be like, well, you know what we really need? We need to get the Yankee fans to click. So we're just gonna tell them who they need to trade for. It's, well, if your outfield includes Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, you got Gary Sanchez at catcher, and that's just the beginning of it. Like the thing that like those are the three best players, and then you got a bunch of others who are just kind of. Well, Mayhew at third base. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the Mayhew. He's batting like three thirty one. Yeah, right. So. He's doing having a really good year. Yeah, like that's how good they. That's how good their lineup is. I forgot about Lemayhu. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, and they also got Tanaka and other guys. They got a Romans Chapman. So I think most teams would. Uh, if they could have one player, it'd be Aronis Chapman or uh, Tanaka. So I don't really think that we need to be t we need to hear about how the Yankees need reinforcements. If everybody, everyone, um, every other team's reinforcements would be their best players. So thank you for for telling us that the Yankees need to get better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they would. They're not going to win the World Series just because I think they're cursed now. They've been cursed ever since the Boston Red Sox started winning more World Series in the 21st century. Never mind that they won a couple. They won their only World Series after the Red Sox won a couple, but I don't think and, they can handle this. Anymore. And they and even you know I think they'll win their division, but they still have to. Uh, they'll still have to go through Houston and the Twins if they want to reach the World Series. And the Red Sox, right? Yeah. And the Red Sox, if they do sneak into that wild card spot. Yeah. Either way, we'll just 
assume the Yankees are going to be the, the I think they're the regular regular season team of the future. Not the playoff. No, not, I don't think they're a playoff team anymore. All right. That's a good way of putting it. On to the AL Central. We got Detroit, Detroit Kansas City, Kansas and the White City. Sox. Yay. Well, okay. So no, three really good teams right there. Three really good. There's always next year teams. All right. Then we got yep. the Twins and the Indians. So yep. now the, the Twins seem to be running away with the, well, not running away. I think they have, they have a solid grasp on the division. They're getting good production. They got five All-Stars, I believe it was. Um, yes. Yeah. I believe so. No obvious flaws. They got good pitching, good hitting. They got everything. They're, they're looking really good this year. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they make it to the, to the World Series. That's, uh, I think they're my favorites to come out of the American League. Yeah. As Cleveland. As for Cleveland. Well, after years of walking down the AL Central, they're looking at a, maybe a wild card spot. Maybe wild if card. Uh, Corey Kluber has been out for a while. He's throwing a, bull, a bullpen session Wednesday. Uh, that's obviously been huge for them. So if he if he's pitching every 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 five games, he's probably going to get a different different story. But he's not. He actually got injured. He's only he only pitched thirty five innings this season, for a five point eight ERA. So when you lose your best pitcher, it's not going to go too well. So if he gets if he goes if he comes back strong, then they got a pretty good chance of making the wild card. All right. Yeah. In the West, we got the yeah. Houston Astros, Oakland Athletics, Texas Rangers, the Angels, and Seattle. Okay, so Seattle is not going to make the playoffs. I'll stand by that, even if they do. Um, and then we have Mike Trout. Running the show, but now he's injured, so. Yep. Yeah. There's not much hope there, unless he comes back and they make a, a great push at the wild card. Then you got Texas, who's puttering around a little bit over 500. Kind of treading water right now. Treading water. Uh, definitely an improvement over previous years. But, but not a huge jump by any means. No, I think this is, should be a good stepping stone season for them, so that they can for them to compete later on down the line. But I would be surprised if they end up making a, a large playoff playoff run this year. Yep. The athletics. The athletics are right now tied with Cleveland for the second wild card spot. So. They're having a a pretty good year for them. They've they, they made the wild card last year, only to lose to the Yankees. Something that I'm sure they're very they're very happy about. Um, I think they could uh they could do it again yep. this year. They traded for Homer Bailey. Uh, not not know that Homer Bailey was now 
one of the things that would put one of the pictures that would put you over the top. Nevertheless, she's rolling in with a 5.8 ERA and 90 innings pitched, so you never know. You never know. I always yeah. remember him as the guy who would give the Brewers free runs, but apparently he's going to help the, the Athletics chip away and make the wild card. We'll see what other moves they make, but I think they could, if they, I think the, they could definitely lock up that second wild card spot for sure. Well, that leaves us with, like, obviously, Houston's going to win the division. Uh, uh, Houston. 90% sure. 90% sure, at least. They have currently a, they have a uh, five and a half game lead. Seems like a lot more than that. All right. It does. So in the end, we have the Yanks, the Twins, and the Astros making the playoffs here, leaving us with Tampa Bay, Oakland, Texas, Boston, and Cleveland to fight it out for the last two wildcard spots. All right. Who do you think is going get, to get in there? I, I think the Tampa Bay is going to make the wildcard, and I think Oakland is going to make the wildcard. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay and Boston. We'll see about that. I just have, I just don't see them. The, um, you just don't want to bet against them after they won a World Series. Well, yeah, for good reason too. I mean, look, they're twenty-two and twenty-four at home, and twenty-nine and nineteen away. I mean, they're underperforming here. They're gonna, they're gonna make it. I mean, they got a plus fifty-five run differential, as opposed to the Cleveland Indians, twenty-four. And the well, actually the uh, the A's so at plus eighty three. So yeah, maybe it is going to be the A's, but it'll be close. Uh, last year the A's, I think they almost won a hundred games. Like, uh, you know, they were good last year, and I think they're kind of a little underperforming right now. They could they could be a lot better. Well, if we're talking about last year, the uh, Red Sox won a hundred and eight. Yes. And I think the Athletics ended with, what, 90, 99? 97. 97. Yep. In the National League, out east, there's the Braves, who will win the National League East Division. I'm saying this with, I give it 99.9. Maybe Bryce Harper starts playing well, and then... The Philadelphia Phillies will surge, but probably not. The Washington Nationals probably not either, so that's pretty much settled. On to the Central. Oh, you don't need to mention the Mets and the, Mar- and the Miami Marlins because they are actually playing up to their maximum potential. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, you think Philly is is playing to their potential right now? I mean, who's Underperforming on the Phillies. Bryce Harper is not. That's for sure. Let's take a look at Arietta. Well, underperforming this year. He's rolling in with a four and a half ERA in 113 innings pitched, with a 1.45 walks hits per innings pitched. So he's underperforming, obviously. But we don't know if this is just because he's 33. This might be the new Jake. Probably no. Either way, so maybe if their best pitcher is going to start getting it together, 
that would help. But so that, that's that's what they need to do, I guess, is get get Arietta sorted out because when you're in a wild card push, your best pitcher is basically going to decide a lot of it. If you're going to have him just start going to pitching every four games, every three games down the stretch, your best pitcher is, is going to do, do a lot to determine uh, your fate. Now, I think pitching is going to decide the NL Central. You got the Brewers and the Cubs from last year, who both made the playoffs. They've dipped down to around 500. I think you got the Cardinals who are at 500 right now. The Pirates yes. and the Reds, um, Pirates are doing okay. They're they're playing up to their, I think what everyone expected, which would be slightly under 500. But I'm really impressed with the Reds. They've really improved their their pitching staff. They they have a good good young core right now. They just need to keep building on that. Yeah, if you more of Luis Castillo, more of Sonny Gray. Less of a less of Homer Bailey, so <laughs> that's that's gonna be the that's a great formula for success, especially since the Reds have a very very good pitching staff. I'm not pitching staff, hitting they're they're hitting. Yes, they, they have no problem scoring runs. Yeah. All right. So what's the key for the Cardinals? What do they need to do to get over the hump and take over the division? Well, coming out of the All-Star uh, All break, they've won three games in a row. And they just need to keep it up. I mean, they have a good team. I mean, the Cardinals. Well, ever since Tony La Russa left, it's not been the Cardinals anymore, according to the Cardinal fans. Really? Yeah, really, really. Uh, so, oh, now they are... Matt Carpenter goes on the injury list with a foot contusion. Uh, hopefully that won't be too long. Then you got... Now the Cardinals are now open to trading uh, young outfielders and Carlos Martinez. Uh, the right-hander, Carlos Martinez. Uh, this is according to Ken Rosenthal. Um, as potential trade pieces... Um, They are going to be trying to get a string pitcher. Would it would seem like? So that's what that's that's what they're that's what they're trying to do. It seems like get get a string pitcher, get rid of young outfielders, and go get a string pitcher. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens at the trade deadline because a lot of teams are in, a, in the National League are in a position where they can either make it. Or not make it. They can they can go for it, or they can sell and then be better in for future years. Yeah. How 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 do you approach this philosophically as a fan? What do you think? Should you always go for it, or should you just leave it as is, or do you think it's? Or would you be well, fine if you I just? I think it depends on the situation. I mean, I think an example here would be the Diamondbacks, like. They've spent the past few years just kind of almost making the playoffs and kind of just missing that last wild card spot. And I think at this point they just need to just get rid of get rid of uh, kind of just start over, get rid of their 
big contracts, bring in some new guys, just build from the ground up. Talking about a four-year, five-year total tear-up or just a retooling, as they like to call it? I mean, they have a, they have a lot of good pieces. I think they, I don't think they just need to get rid of everybody, but they definitely need to do something. They need to get some, some upgrades in there. And same thing with the Reds, you know. They got a bunch of good young guys, and they just need to find a way to get some more, uh, some more pitchers besides Castillo to come. Speaking of pitchers, uh, the Diamondbacks are, are reportedly shopping Zach Granke. Um, also, uh, the news is starting pitching. Max Scherz was on the 10-day injured list. He is... It's not a long What's term. What's he out for? He is out with a... Let's see. Mid-back strain. So we'll, we'll see. That means anything from 10 days to 10 years. Um, but yeah, it could be anything, really. Yeah, that's. I love the shoulder tightness. That's my favorite injury to pitchers. Yeah, <laughs> shoulder tightness. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't throw anymore. It, it, those injuries always happen after they do really bad, but they don't have any minor league options. All right. Uh, what about the Brewers and the Cubs? Talk about the um, cards. What do they got to do to get back to where they were last year? They're, they're, they need to figure, both teams need to figure out their pitching. Um, the Cubs are in first place right now uh, by a slim margin. I think two, two and a half, two games. Um, they've worked better coming out of the All-Star break. Oh, a tough loss to Cincinnati yesterday. Um, they really need to do something about that pitching. It's it's really inconsistent, and and they've shown they have no problems scoring runs. The Cubs, but they just will give up too many runs. I think. And Milwaukee, I think that's the same story too. Yeah, they got plenty of hitters. And yeah, they have plenty of home runs. The Brewers are known for. Bruce is very well known for having uh, a bend, don't break, five inning starting pitching. Right now, they got three guys who can go out there and pitch uh, with reasonable confidence that they're going to go at least five innings and not give up any more than two, three runs. These five, we got Zach Davies, Brandon Woodruff, who's an all star, and then Chase Anderson. Uh, they're going to get Gio Gonzalez back from the injured list. At some and point, it's another guy who can go five, six innings. Yeah, too. and then if they make all of a sudden make a trade for a, a starting pitcher, then all of a sudden you go from having only three starting pitchers of any to five, to five, and then they can go ahead and put their pitchers that are struggling in the, in the rotation. All those pitchers do just fun in the bullpen for whatever reason. So if you just go ahead and switch them back, you can end up upgrading. Two spots in the bullpen and two, two spots in the rotation with one stone. So the Brewers need to get their starting rotation healthy and then just go out there and play. They, they yeah, should they be able to do it. They need to get another pitcher in there, I think. Yeah, Jack, Jack Granke would be, I think, ideal if they could get him in. Uh, he was part of the 2011 run that was ended by the Cardinals in the NLCS. So hopefully there will not be any NLCS ruined by the Cardinals. 2019. 
The 2018 NLCS was ruined from the perspective of the Brewers by the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have already clinched the NL West in July. They're, uh, in order for them to lose the division, they would have to lose, let's see here. So the, the, the Diamondbacks were in second place at 47 and 47. The uh, Dodgers are 63 and 33, so that's a 15-game lead. Yep. They would literally, they would have to lose. So unless the Diamondbacks really get their game together, the and get so assuming that the, the Diamondbacks make 500, the Dodgers would all of a sudden have to lose over this beat. They're gonna have to lose. Uh, they're gonna, if they if the Diamondbacks uh, if the Dodgers won 18 more games, they would pull in at 81 and 81. So, as basically the the Diamond the Dodgers num magic number is 19, because uh, I don't see the, the Diamondbacks making this over 500. So, anyway, the rest of the teams in the West all might be sellers because. All of them are 500 or below. What do you make the? All there's all this talk about how 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 much better the Padres are, but now the Padres and the Dodgers are in a half game of each other, as are the Rockies. Rockies and uh, Giants are just one game apart. The, the bottom three is real close there. Yeah, and Denver just one game ahead, so of the third place team. Should they all just sell? Should they just become the division and the National League that sells to the contenders in the other two divisions? I mean, I don't see another option for these teams. Yeah, especially if the Diamondbacks are trying to get rid of Granke. I think the Diamondbacks might just be retooling themselves, as we said earlier. Uh, Colorado, I think they're still trying to make it make something happen with the team that they have. But I mean, last year, after getting swept by the Brewers, it, it, they worked pretty pretty rough in that series. And they need to get something heck going. Well, that's the thing, though, is that the wild card team is only in the, in the National League Central. Uh, not the National League wild card, I should say. The wild card team... Uh, the first wild card team is the are the Nationals at six games over five hundred, and the second place team are the uh, is a tie between the the uh, Phillies and the, Cardinals. and the Cardinals at two games over five hundred. The Brewers are one game and over five hundred as we speak now, and then the Arizona Dark is five hundred, and then it goes Colorado. Yeah. San Diego. So they all have a chance, but I mean. You figure that someone wants to profit off of having veteran players that they can sell off. Uh, they could probably get a pretty good price for it, too. It, the Rockies could benefit from getting rid of some of their uh, more veteran guys. They, they do have a lot of them. Let's trade uh, Arenado it's just so they can sell tickets. That at what point should the, should the Rockies trade Ar um, Nolan Arenado? I mean, 
maybe if they were like where maybe if they were like the worst team in the NL, I don't know. Wait, should, maybe should they ever do maybe it? Maybe if they decided to go all in on it just a complete rebuild, then maybe. But if they're just gonna try to retool, then you got it. You got to keep Arenado. He, he would. He's got to be the last one to go out of this Rockies team. Well, did you know that Nolan Arenado? Um, oh goodness, Arnado has the world's seventh largest sports contract. Oh, maybe they might try to trade him then, if that's the case. Yeah, but I don't know if they, they probably have that I guess I know they do, but they wouldn't have had that. Yeah, I guess the only guys hired with that would be, uh... would be, uh, in baseball would be... Bryce Harper, Harper. Machado. Manny Machado. Yeah, I think all the other pitchers have under 240, or under 260. Uh, yeah, I think Scherzer was 255, I want to say, Matt Scherzer contract. Two hundred ten. so, yeah. Good for Nolan Arenado. Oh, but we're on the subject of selling and not, or not selling. The Nationals, you're not going to sell. Matt Scherzer, good for them. The way you win, the way you make it to the playoffs... Is you have really good starting pitching. Well, you went in the playoffs. Is if you have really good starting pitching. Max Scherzer is a really good starting pitcher. Don't trade him. Is that is that a fair fair assessment of what the what the Nationals should do? I don't think the Nationals have any plans of trading Scherzer. Rightfully so. So in the end, we got made the playoffs. The Braves, the Dodgers. And then whoever wins the central, wins the central I, we're gonna obviously have that. I think the Nationals are gonna make it as well, and then the top two central teams will round out the at the last wild card spot. Yeah, wild so card either the Brewers or the Cubs are gonna be in that second wild card spot. Maybe the Cardinals if they if they get it together. Maybe, but Carpenter uh, injured. Yeah, well, that, those are seven teams that are in really close contention that yes. are trying to win. It seems like the teams in the West uh, are going to be a little more hesitant to make big moves. Uh, Bumgarner's on the trading block. Zgrink is on the trading block. Uh, we don't know if the Rockies or the Padres have enough, have what it takes. Uh, so I, I think it's those those are the, those are the teams right now in the National yeah. League. As of right now, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we'll take, we'll we'll revisit this after. Trade deadline. So the big news with the trade deadline this year is that there's a one and final deadline for for the for any and all trades. Do you like that? I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it was always really annoying when they had the waiver claim that you, have, you had to put a player on waivers and then yeah. pick them up yeah. and then agree to a trade. I think you always wanted. It was, to... it, was it was messy. It was it was it was kind of silly. Well, so why didn't you do that two weeks earlier when you didn't have to do that? I mean, exactly. Whatever. That's going to be it for this episode. Make sure you follow us on the social media. We're The Examined Fandom on Twitter and on Instagram. Check us out. Uh, see you guys all next time.